Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for the word of the living God. I thank you this night for the hand of the Lord, the anointing of God on me to proclaim good news. Father, I thank you on the other end that you will give these people understanding of truth and they'll leave here changed and with a fire shut up in their bones. Bless God, hallelujah. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Beth, stand up. This Beth, I don't know her last name. Hallelujah. She came this morning. She's back tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. Y'all give her a hand. We love you. And we mean that. And we mean that. Turn with me to Big John, the 15th chapter. Hallelujah. 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 15th chapter of Big John. The 7th verse. We are talking about prayer. Now, I make statements to give you a goal to shoot at. Now, if you cannot get your prayer answered 100% of the time, yes, then you don't know how to pray. And you will not be a victorious Christian. Without, without answered prayer, you cannot be victorious. You'll always be praying and hoping, wishing and washing, trying to do something, trying to get God to do something. Lord, if you'd only do this, and Lord, help me with this. Some kind of squalling and bawling. When I got, when I got saved, they uh, told me God answered prayer three ways. Yes, no, and maybe. Well, anybody's taught some kind of something like that is on the maybe list. It's always maybe. They ain't ever got nothing done. No, we had a list on the blackboard of people that were sick and had a big church and had, had four rows of sick people. I'm a month old in the Lord. I don't know anything. I don't even know the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Preacher asked me, he said, have you been reading your Bible? Yeah. I said, what you been reading? He said, eyes are high. Who is that? I showed him away. He said, that's Isaiah. I didn't know Isaiah from eyes are high or nobody else. He said, what are you reading that for? I said, I don't know. I just opened and started reading there. He said, what do you understand? I said, nothing, not a thing, not a thing. But I said, I do know one thing about what we're doing about these sick folks on that board you got. Either you're going to have to get somebody healed or we're going to have to get a bigger blackboard. Now, I got sense enough to know that. He said, well, ask me. Now, he's got Ph.D., D.D.T., O.I.C., every kind of initial on the back of his name, graduated from the most prominent uh, uh, theological schools in the world, and he's asking a fellow a month old, two months old in the Lord, what are we going to do? What are you going to do? Man, he's got a sheepskin with all that. You roll it out and you think the sheik of Arimathea is coming. See, hallelujah. What are we going to do? He don't even know what to do. And I'm thinking something ain't right. What we're doing ain't getting nothing done. Now, God, see, you ain't working for God. You ain't some kind of peon over here and God's got a string on you. We are laborers together with God. God wants His will done on earth as it is in heaven right now. 
Now you pray according to how? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. That's, how many of you know the kingdom's already come? Now thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now part of that prayer is for us. We can use it. Part of it isn't even for us. Most Christians don't know that. Lord, forgive me my sins as I forgive others. No, Ephesians 4.32 said you've been forgiven for Jesus' sake. Hallelujah, you've already been forgiven. God was personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor. He's already done that. Praise God. John 15, we're going to talk about prayer. We're going to talk about fellowshipping with God. Do you know, if you've got a dog and you spend more time with your dog than you do talking to your husband, something's wrong. You do, if you, you know, you'd rather be around a dog than you had your wife. Something's wrong. Do you know that? How many of you figured that out? Well, that's the same way with God. If you've got more time uh, uh, for the neighbor and staying on the telephone and talking on the phone, more time than you spend with Almighty God, then something's wrong. Something ain't right. You don't have a right relationship. If you do not talk to your wife or your husband or your children, something is wrong. You do not have a relationship. You say, well, we married. That don't mean nothing. If you don't have a relationship with Almighty God, if you don't talk to God on a regular basis, well, only time I talk to Him is when I'm scared or when I have a need. Well, that ain't no count. That ain't fellowshipping. See, God don't want to fellowship with a dog or a cow or something. He wants fellowship. He made a man on equal basis. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Let's, let's bring him up. Let's lift him up out of that horrible pit in the miry clay. Let's set his feet on a solid rock. You've been lifted up to live together in Christ Jesus in heavenly places where God can fellowship with you. You know what fellowship is? That ain't you just talking to God and asking him something and begging him for something. It's also God talking to you. Most people ain't never heard the voice of God. Amen. They wouldn't know God if God come in in, in, in a, a white Holy Ghost suit. Do you know that? Most folks recognize the devil quicker than they would God. Hallelujah. So, to have fellowship and a relationship with your wife, you got to talk to her. Have a relationship with Almighty God, you got to talk to Him, and He's got to talk to you. Did anybody say amen? amen? It's getting off quiet in here. Hallelujah. Might still kick them flyers out on the floor. John 15, 7. If. You know what if means? Perhaps. Now, if any kind of way this could happen, if ye abide in me, that is called the new birth, you are in Christ, and my words abide in you, you shall ask. Ask what? What you will, and it'll be done unto you. Is that plain enough? Well, said, uh, now he didn't say, now if you abide in me, ask anything. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Now, unless the Word of God abides in you, you, you don't qualify for this, word, this verse. 
Well, what am I going to do? Before I pray, find out the will of God. Find out what God said. I don't just go to praying and shoot me a scatter load up through there. Well, hey, Lord, uh, just help me some kind of way. Something, oh, Lord. Say, amen. amen. What was that fella told about that hunting coon one time? His coon hunting, dog treed. Way up in the top, they shined up there, had old lantern. They could see two eyes. He just, he said, I don't care. I can climb up there. I'll push him out. He climbed up top of that tree and went to poking and pro, poking. And it wasn't a coon. It was a, a, a bobcat. And that bobcat went to scratching and clawing around and around. They was up there and he's trying to fight. And he said, <clears throat> and that fellow on the bottom said, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? He said, just shoot up here amongst us. I don't care what. One of us is going to have to have relief. Amen. Well, that's the way most Christians is. They want to shoot a scatter. Just maybe I'll hit something. Maybe I'll just get, maybe I, maybe some way, somehow I can touch God. No, if my words abide in you. Now you're in Christ, you abide in Him. But he said, and. To see what and? And what? And if my words abide in you. Hallelujah. Most Christians had rather call the prayer tire, the fire tire, the watch tire, anybody else to get them to pray for them because they can't get... You, you. One of the biggest things on Christian TV, you'll see stacks of prayer requests. How come they're there? Because they don't know how to get pray, answered prayer. They're expecting someone else to get their prayers answered for them. Huh? James 5 said, Is any sick among you? See, he said, Is any among you afflicted? That means going through a trial or test. He didn't say, Now call in Christian TV, call some preacher that can, can pray for you, do something. Yeah, no. He says, Any afflicted among you, do your own praying. See, most Christians are too lazy to go find out what, what, what the Word of God says. Well, what's the Word of God? Many persons said, well, Brother Sullivan, would you pray for me? You know what I answer them? I said, for what? Huh? fellow told me the other day. said, Brother Sullivan, would you pray for me? I said, for what? He looked at me like I'd done slapped him. For what? Well, just, just pray for me. I said, well, I'm not going to do it. Said, you mean you are not going to pray for me? I said, I sure am not, unless you tell me what you want, want prayer for. I said, if I got the answer, how would I know I even got the answer if I, if I don't know what I'm praying? Just pray for me. Well, just, just say something for me. Say what? Huh? Amen. You know what most of them finally say? Oh, just forget it. I, I just forget it. I don't, you know, get mad. Oh, I don't, you know, you ain't, you ain't walking in love. No, I'm walking in intelligence. Amen. I ain't so ignorant just to, you know, you got some kind of silent request or some unspoken request. That ain't Bible. Just, you know, pray for me. What about? Well, do I have to say? Yeah, you have to say if you want me to pray. Amen. If it's too precious to you for me to pray and tell me what it is, you need to pray by yourself. Is any afflicted? Let him do his own praying. I'm doing pretty good here tonight. I'm going to teach you something if you listen. Hallelujah. So he said, if you abide in me and we do that, we qualify. And my words abide in you. What can you ask? 
anything, it'll be done if my words abide in you. Word abide means find a home. Has the Word of God found a home in you? The word abide means continue, dwell, remain, a constant residence. You know what that means? That means I don't live down at the mini inn one time and over here one time and over to El Dorado Inn and over to Pine Saul and somebody else. I don't skip residence. I, I, I got a home. And the Word of God has found a home. Hallelujah. If you abide, if you live in my word, if you're in me, I'm in you. You're the vine, I am the branch. If any man be in Christ, I'm in Christ. Well, does that qualify me? That qualifies me for the next person. What qualifies me? If my words abide in you, ask anything you want to. What are you praying about? Oh, I'm just praying God will help me. Well, you ain't going to get it. Well, I'm God. You ever ever have folks say, well, bless you. I don't need none of your bless yous. I'm already blessed. Well, may the Lord bless you and keep you. That's some religious talk. I'm already blessed. I'm already kept by God. Hallelujah. He keeps me from failing. Amen. Amen. Now unto him that keeps you from falling. Who is that? That's Almighty God. Will I abide in him? I've got qualified. Now all I need to do, if I have a, a need, I go to the Word of God and find the verse, the promise that covers my situation. Well, what if I can't find it? Well, get someone to help you. It's all right to get someone to help you find something. But the Word of God's got to abide in you if you want to ask what you will. If you want to get a prayer answered and you won't have to write in uh, uh, to someone on TV and he's got to stack this high of requests that ain't not even scriptural and cannot get them answered. Ain't nobody called to do your praying. Ain't nobody called to do your believing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So if the word abides in you, it's found a home. If it lives in you, if it is a constant, a constant residence in you. Where's the word of God? He done found a home. Done found a home. Amen. You ever heard him? Sang about the bow weevil when they, back when back in the 30s and 40s. Then bow weevils took that Delta country over there, and they come out with a little song about the bow weevil. The bow weevil. I found a home. Where'd you find it? In them bowls over there with cotton on them. He ate the bowl up, and there wasn't no cotton. Where does he live at? Well, let, let's kill him. Let's get him. I found a home. Has the word of God found a home in you? Huh? If it hadn't found a home in you, you don't qualify. Well, I don't know what to do then. I've been pray- praying and begging and squalling, bawling, hooping, hollering. I've been to the altar every day for three months. Yeah, all you're doing is wasting your time. All you're doing is wasting God's time. Amen. Well, I've been, I've been pleading with God and I've been begging with Him. That's a waste of time. That's a waste of time. You know... Heard a fellow tell me not long ago, said, I'm believing God for a miracle. I'm believing God for a miracle. I said, that's, that's real good, but you ain't never going to get one. You ain't going to get one. Anytime you believe in for something, that means you don't have something. 
If you believe in fart, that, don't, that means you ain't got it. You don't have the Word of God abiding in you. You're believing for a miracle. That miracle's always going to be out of your reach. You're going to believe for it. I'm believing God for it. I'm believing God for a miracle. I'm believing God to change. I'm believing God to do all that. He's done done everything it takes for life and godliness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I dare say tonight in most Pentecostal and Baptist churches, the altars will be full of squalling and bawling and hooping and hollering, trying to get God to do what He's already done. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Brother Sullivan, I, I ain't never had a prayer answered. I know it. Is the word abide in you? What do you want one on? Well, I need, need my finances. Well, what word are you standing on? Oh, you know, the word of God. I believe the word of God. How You do? What are you standing on? Oh, I believe from Genesis to Revolutions. To Re- I believe it all. I, I believe every word of it. Well, what word specifically has found its home in you. Huh? Are you still having to get someone else to do your praying? Do, see, what, you ain't, what you're doing when you're asking other folks to pray for it is someone else to do your believing. See, you want them to do your believing, praying, believing, receiving for you. That's not scriptural. If, if you abide in me, if you, any man be in Christ, if you are a new creation, if you, he's the vine, you are the branch, you qualify for the next step. What's the next step? The Word of God abiding in you. What's abiding in you? What are you believing? I've asked many Christians, so oh, the Word of God, I'm believing the Word of God. What? Specifically, give me a verse. If you can't give chapter and verse, you didn't took time to even learn anything. If you don't know chapter and verse, you had never took time to even live in the Word and the Word live in you. What do you believe in? Oh, you know that over there, uh, you know, it's on the left-hand side of my Bible there. You know, I got it underlined. What's it say? Oh, you know, uh, let me get it. The Word of God's got to be alive in you. Hallelujah. It's got to be living. What took me 30 years to learn in the Word of God, you can learn in a few short months. Why? I've done conquered that. It's in the body of Christ. It belongs to us. It don't belong to me. It belongs to us. We Now we are the physical body of Christ. We're bone of His bone. We're flesh of His flesh. You know that? It said, now we are the body of Christ. Now we are. So we abide in Him. Now what I do? The Word of God. Put the Word of God. Find the Word that covers your situation. Praise God. Turn back to the 8th chapter of Big John. 8th chapter, 31st verse. 8th chapter, 31st verse. When you get it, say amen. amen. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on Him, If... If, that is a condition, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And, now if you continue in my word, you'll be my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. How many of you know the truth won't make you free? The truth will not make you free. But if you continue in my word, 
then you will be a disciplined learner. You will learn what the Word of God says, and you'll know the truth. If you continue in my Word, the word continue means to become. If the Word becomes you, hallelujah, hallelujah. continue means to remain in, to cleave to, to stand, hallelujah. I stand on the Word of God. You can't stand on something you don't know. Huh? How are you going to stand on something that's not under you? What is your foundation? Is the Word of God your foundation? Huh? Are you on the solid rock? Oh, yes, amen. Oh, Lord, yes, I'm on the solid rock. Well, what Word? You know the Word of God's the rock? Well, what are you standing on? On the Word of God. Oh, glory, hallelujah. No. That won't work. See, if you continue in my word, if the word remains in you, if it lives in you, if you can stand fast, you can hold fast. Hebrews 4.14 said, hold fast to the profession of your faith. I looked up the word faith there and it didn't mean faith, it meant hope. Hold fast to what you're hoping for. This Bible is not a book of faith. This Bible is a book that gives promises or hope. Now, if you don't have hope, your faith cannot give substance to nothing. You can't believe God for nothing. How many of you know nothing from nothing still nothing? Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. And you shall know the truth, and the truth will set me free. Praise God. So let's hold fast to our profession of hope. Hold fast to what God said. You can't hold fast to something you don't know. If you are drowning, you know, you need to hold fast to something. I need to throw you a lifeline. What is the lifeline? The Word of God. If you're not holding on to the Word of God, standing fast on that, you're in a sinking situation. You're not going to get God's results. If you continue in my Word, you'll be a disciplined learner and you'll know the truth. You know what? Truth always will set you free. Hallelujah. If it continues, if it is not removed by Satan or religious people or what granny thinks or what ain't thinks or something else, or your stinking thinking, most of it's your own personal stinking thinking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he said, hold fast, let it remain, cleave to, to stand, don't let anything rob you of the Word. You know, you can't be robbed from nothing. You ever seen someone come in with a pistol and say, well, I'm going to rob you, I ain't got nothing. Search you down, you ain't got nothing. What do you got? Nothing. What Word are you standing on? Oh, on the Word of God, you ain't got nothing. Satan don't have to come rob you. Huh? Satan don't have to come to you. You already robbed yourself. James said, don't let that fellow think he's going to get anything. Fellow that's double-minded, what do you think about it? Well, I know God's able. Well, that ain't worth 15 cents. That won't help you one bit. How come? Because you got to know he's willing, and you have to know the will of God. What is the will of God? Well, I don't know. There it is right there, the Word. If my words remain in you, if my words continue in you, then you'll be my disciple. 
And what will happen? And you'll know the truth. The truth sets you free. Praise God. Praise God. No one, nothing. Hallelujah. No feeling. No problem. Nothing that comes up can defeat you. If the Word abides in you. If you don't let something steal the Word. You know, Jesus said, So or so the Word. Some fell by the wayside. Some did this. Some did that. Five times the Word of God failed in people's life. But it didn't fail on good ground those that heard the word with the intentions of putting it into practice. The rest of them failed the wayside. One time said, uh, Jesus said, these folks, reason it failed on them, they ain't got no root in themselves. What does he mean? They're not rooted and grounded in the word. They're rooted and grounded in a feeling. Oh, glory, I got the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, I got the Holy Ghost. Yeah, God passed me out some hot flash and some man, he put some goosebumps on me. How you know I got the Holy Ghost? I feel him. I had a hot flash. No, it might be this change of life you're going through. It ain't. Amen. Hallelujah. See, the word don't ever change. If the word remains in you, I got it because the word said so. My prayers are answered because the word remains in me. Praise God. He said, then, now if the word remains in you, you're going to know the truth and the truth sets you free. He said, then, ask what you will, and it shall be done. Has the word of God got a home? Or is it looking for a home? Like the bow weevil, I'm looking for a home. I'm looking for a home. I'm looking for one. There's one right there. There's one of them Christians right there. I'm going to get, I'm looking, I'm going to get in there. What does she believe? I don't know. No home. No home. See, I'm preaching better than y'all amen in tonight. Hallelujah. While we in John, turn to the 16th chapter of Big John. 16th chapter, starting 23rd verse. Ask what you will. Hallelujah. 23rd verse. And in that day, mine's red letters, right hot off the press. Jesus talking. And in that day, you'll ask me nothing. Don't ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you'll ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Know the word of God before you ask. Don't be lazy. Lazy folks don't receive anything. You know why most folks out there in jail, they're too lazy to work. How come they don't have nothing when they get out? Too lazy to find out what God said. 90% of them folks get out of jail, don't even come to church. They swear and, oh my God, I'll be there. Oh, they'll swear and get on it till they slobber to mouth. <laughs> I can't wait to get out. Oh, I'm going to be there. So I ain't seen you in a while. Where you been? Oh, I got out last year. What are you doing now? Oh, same thing. See, they won't do the same thing over and over and over and over and expect God to give them a different result. You can't do the same thing and get something different. You got to change something. 
Kind of like you tell some people, like, you need to shave your eyebrows off and cut one of the ears off or something. You need to do something different. Amen. Amen. You can't do the same thing and get different results. What is going to change me? The Word of God's got to abide in me. First scripture I ever learned, I read it one time, and I depended on the Holy Ghost to bring it to my remembrance. John 14, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he'll teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. I depend on him to bring me the Word. I depend on him. He can't bring you something you ain't got. He can't go up the bank and rob the bank. If you ain't got an account there, you best not go up there and try to get nothing out. See, they'll put you out there where the rest of them dope heads and, 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 and folk writing them hot checks and stealing and everything else is. That's against the law. It's against the laws of God. It's against the laws of God for him to answer your prayer without you backing it up with the word of God. Find the scripture that promises you the things you're praying for. Hallelujah. Meditate on it till it's a part of you. You've got to get your thinking like God. How do you know when your thinking's right? When nothing makes sense but God's Word. It don't make sense that I'm sick. It don't make sense that I'm going to be broke. It don't make sense that God's not working with me. Amen? Well, I'm trying to please God. I ain't. He's already made me pleasing. I've come to the spirits of just men made perfect. That's what God says, so that's what I believe. I don't go to God and say, well, it might be some hidden sin I've done. I might have done something wrong. That sounds like Job. Amen? said what Job greatly feared come on him. I ain't afraid of nothing. Bless God, I got the word of God. I am the righteousness of God. Jesus has been made unto me wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. I'm totally sanctified. Boy, you must live right. I try my best to live right, but if I fail 40 times before I got to the church tonight, it don't bother God and it ain't bothering me. I got 1 John 1, 9, I confess it, head on towards the mark of the prize. I'm looking for a prize. I'm looking for a prize. Well, yeah, but you ain't been perfect, Carl. That ain't none of your business. Yeah. Well, you think you some kind of hot shot. Yes, I do. I think I'm the hottest shot God can make. I think I am a son of the Most High God in right standing with Almighty God. I think I'm sanctified, totally righteous, totally justified, called of God and glorified. Well, how'd you get to be so hot shot? God done it. God made me so. God made it. I got his word on it. Hallelujah. My name's written in the Lamb's book of life. He wrote it in the Lamb's book of life before the world's even was, before he even made the earth. He put my name in it. Well, if you get saved, he'll put your name in it. No, he put your name in there first. God's a faith God. He believes you's going to get saved. He said a lot of folks are called, but some of you folks is chosen to do something for God. Some of you chose to do something. I got a call on your life. I got something on you, bless God, and you won't back up. You'll hold to my word. You'll hold fast to saying the same thing I say. You ever heard a preacher on TV or get up and say, look at him. I'll tell you what, I'm a son of the Most High God, and when you've seen me, you've seen the Christ. They say, my God, he thinks he's Jesus. No, I didn't say that. 
I said, we're anointed ones. Second Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.21 said, He that established you in Christ and has anointed you is God. You know what the anointing of God is? That's the ability of Almighty God on a human being. He is not some old forgiven sinner. He's got the ability of Almighty God on him. Hallelujah. I can do all things through Christ, through the anointing who lives in me. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, just ask anything you want to. Said so these things are written unto you that your joy be full. He don't want you running around with your head long as a Shetland pony. Amen. Well, how goes the battle? Always someone fighting something. God never called you to fight nothing. Well, we're fighting sin. Well, you way late. Jesus done whooped it. Well, I'm fighting abortion. Well, you must be some kind of mongoloid idiot. Are you listening to me? God hadn't called you to do that. God hadn't called you to fight nothing. He called you to walk in the blessings of God, in the love of Almighty God. He called you to find out what my word says, where you can reprogram your head and think like God thinks about you. Well, what does he think about me? Oh, I don't know. I ain't nothing. You ever heard, folks? When I first come around Pentecost, folks, he's always down at the altar. Lord, here I am. I ain't nothing. You know that belittles the work of God? You're saying, God, you ain't made me nothing. I'm a nothing. Oh, I, I've been saved. You've been saved? What are you? I'm nothing. I'm just an old sinner. So you know it's two kinds of sinners, saved sinners and lost sinners. Where'd that come from? I spewed out of hell, folks. Amen. You ain't a sinner. You ain't never been a sinner. The old man you was connected to hell was a sinner. God killed him. He crucified, died, and buried. He's gone. You are a new creation. Never been touched by sin and cannot be touched by sin. You need to think like that. Do you think sin could get on Jesus? You're made in his image, in his likeness. You mean I can't sin? I didn't say that. I never said that. But you're not a sinner. You're a son and a child of Almighty God. Your spirit is so holy that the Holy Ghost lives in you. He that's joined to the Lord is one spirit. You don't have two or three spirits in you. If you do, you need some of them cast out. He that's joined the Lord, 1 Corinthians 6, 17, he that's joined the Lord is one spirit. The greater swallowed up the lesser. Well, don't I have a human spirit? Yeah. Well, don't I have a whole... Yeah, but they're one. The greater swallowed up the lesser, Hebrews says. The greater swallowed up the lesser. The greater overtook you. Now you wall to wall, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Praise God. <clears throat> First thing you do when you need to get a prayer answer, find a scripture that covers your situation. Do you know word people always get results every time? Word people always get their prayer answered, yes. Word people. He said, thanks be unto God who will always cause you to triumph. How come? He's listing the word. He'd get the word in them. Turn to little John. First little John, the fifth chapter. Hebrews, James, Peter, and John. First little John. 
5. Look in the fifth chapter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 John 5, 14. And this is the confidence. See, we got confidence. How can we have confidence that we have in Him? How are you going to have confidence in God? That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Well, what's His will? I don't know. Well, how would I find, you find out? I don't know. I'd ask God and say, Lord, do such and such, if it be Thy will, and if it's His will, He'll do it. No, that won't work if my words abide in you. You'll know His will. This is the confidence we have in Him. See, that's faith. That we ask anything according to His will, He hears us, 15th verse, and we know that if He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we've got the petitions we desire of Him. Hallelujah. Philip said, we're certain that He hears every request that is made according to His will. Jerusalem Bible finished that up and said, we know we have already been granted what we asked Him. If it's His will, there's His will, we find this will, we know it's already ours. Well, what do I need to pray? God knows. He said, your Father in heaven knows you have need of it. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. God wants to work with you. Your labor's together with Him. If we pray according to His will, if we pray according to His word, if my words abide in you, ask anything you want to. Ask anything according to His will. Well, brother, so I don't know, know His will. Find out His will before you pray. Don't go to shooting at the, at, at, at the bobcat. Shoot up here amongst us. Lord, just do anything. Something, do something. Some way, somehow. Some way, somehow. Do something, Lord. Oh, help me some way. I'm in so much trouble. Oh, I'm hurting so bad. Help me some way, somehow. God don't operate on some ways and some hows. He operates by the word abiding in you. If he don't abide in you, you can forget it. Well, he don't love me. Well, see. You don't even understand that. If you don't know how much God loves you, then you ain't in faith to start with. Faith knows how much God's in love with you. Faith knows that. If you don't know that, you can't pray in faith. Faith worketh by love, knowing how much He loves you. Hallelujah. If we pray according to His will, we have already been granted what we asked of Him. You need to get the tape of this morning and go over what God's already granted to you. If we pray according to His will, we're praying according to His Word. His will and His Word are one in the same. Praise God. Isaiah 40, 31 said, He that waits upon the Lord. See, waiting on the Lord. Waiting means to expect something. When you're praying, are you expecting something? Huh? Are you expecting to hear from God? See, when you're praying, it ought not be what is a monologue, just you talking to God. Most Christians never go to God, but for one reason, they ask for a need to get met. 99, two-thirds percent of the time, they're in error for doing that because they don't know what He's already done. Well, Lord, I have a need. I have a need. It's a silent request. What you want? It's a silent one. 
Write the prayer tire, the fire tire, somebody on TV, let them do your praying, let them do your believing, let them get it handled, because you can't do nothing. Why? Because the Word of God, if it don't abide in you, you ain't going to get nothing. Nothing from nothing, still nothing. How many of you took arithmetic in school? Zero and zero, draw your line, add it up, what's it right amount to? A hundred? No, nothing. What do you expect to get? Well, I wanted God to answer me. He don't love me. You done missed the whole point. If my words, I have given you my words, pray according to this. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you pray, you ought to be expecting to shut up every now and then and hear the voice of God. Amen. Amen. Oh, in Acts 13, 2, said, As they ministered unto the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said. See, that's the atmosphere he, he moves in. Ministering. You know how to minister to the Lord? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Sing praises. Giving thanksgiving. Didn't he say everything with prayer and supplication? With thanksgiving, let your request. Why you won't give thanksgiving? Because that's faith. Thank you, Father. I'm a father of many nations. Thank you, Father, by his stripes I'm healed. Thank you, Father, every need I have is met. Lord, I have a prayer request. Well, what are you believing? You believe in what God said? Are you trying to round shoot up in the air? Shoot up here amongst us. I got to have some relief, Lord. I'm just going through it. I'm just having. Do you know Paul writes to Corinthian church that there ain't not one temptation that is not just common to man. You ain't going through nothing special. Well, I'm just going through something. Anytime you go to telling people what you're going through, you're, you ain't doing nothing but looking for sympathy. You ain't doing nothing but trying to get someone to feel sorry for you. Well, I'm having such a problem. I'm having, I can't do, I, you ain't trying to do nothing, get sympathy. Amen. Well, I wanted you to pray. What good would it do? Huh? What good would it do? You know, I've seen stacks of prayer requests. Not every one of them is unscriptural. Amen. See, I'm trying to help you. Amen. I'm trying to tell you something. Well, why ain't it scripture? Well, you ain't believing nothing. You believe in that guy and get, your, get his prayer. Do you believe your preacher can get his prayer answered quicker than you can, if you believe that, then you are not right. If I can get my prayer answered better than you can, something's wrong. What's the trouble? The Word's got to abide in you. God ain't no respecter of persons. Amen. Amen. Peter said, man, he's done brought the Gentiles in. I see that right now, God is no respecter of persons. God never changed. He don't change. He said, I'm the Lord thy God. I change not. I'll answer your prayer. I'll answer it 100% of the time. How come? If the word abides in you and you're praying according to my will and my word. As they ministered unto the Lord, the Holy Ghost said. Have you ever heard the voice of the Holy Ghost? Have you ever heard God tell you something? You know, he's got a lot of ways to communicate to you. Amen? 99% of the time he'll minister to you right out of the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God, the Word of God. Amen. Well, I want God to speak to me like he did to you. When I got saved, God spoke to me audibly, just like you talking, like you hear me right now. That ain't God's best. God's best is I take his Word. God's Word is him talking to you. God's Word is giving you His will. God's Word is giving you 
ways that you can get answered prayer every single time. Praise God. As they ministered to the Lord, how did they minister? They prayed in the Holy Ghost. How did they minister to the Lord? They sang praises to God. As they give thanks, praises, just like a high priest would. The high priest, he didn't just go into the Holy of Holies in the presence of God. He had to be right with God. If he wasn't right with God, they had a rope on his hind leg. And if he didn't, what went in there wrong, he'd fall dead. Now Jesus ripped the veil wide open. Holy Ghost moved out of that Holy of Holies and moved into you. You're now the Holy of Holies. You need to know that. You need to know you're now been made a priest and a king and a prophet unto Almighty God. You need to know that. I can approach God. He said, come on. Not come get the preacher to pray for you, the priest or anything. The high come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain. Don't come slipping and sliding, trying to get a hand out from heaven. Come get it. How am I going to get it? Well, I just come to God. No, come to God with His Word. He said in Isaiah 43, 25 and 26, He said, I, even I that blotteth out your transgression for my own sake. He said, I've done it because I like you. Blotted them out. You don't have nothing again for my own sake. He said, put me in remembrance. Plead thou that thou mayest be justified. Put God in remembrance of His Word. You want to answer prayer? Put Him in remembrance of His Word. Praise God. He said in Isaiah 28, 11 and 12, said, with another tongue and a stammering lip, I'll speak to my people. You know, when you get to praying in the Holy Ghost, shut up and listen. Jude 20 said, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Prayer should be simply this, simply, simply, fellowshipping with the Father, two-way conversation, not you just talking and asking God. If the Word of God does not abide in you, amen, turn with me to 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter. Romans, the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Hallelujah. Will y'all get anything out of this? Hallelujah. Am I stirring anybody? Are you ready to get your prayer answered 100% of the time? Yes. Hallelujah. 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians, 14th verse. Let's start in the 13th verse. Wherefore let him that speaks in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Most folks ain't, most of the body of Christ don't even have the Holy Ghost and therefore they can't interpret. Said for if I pray in an unknown tongue my spirit prayeth but my understanding is unfruitful. Most folks been trying to get by on one kind of praying, praying in their knowledge. 15th verse said, what is it? I pray with the Spirit and I pray with the understanding also. Sing with the Spirit and sing with the understanding also. We take some old, some old unscriptural hymn and open the Broadmill hymn and go to singing according to that. Bunch of unbelief and doubt. God, God ain't pleased with that. Amen. I don't please God. Here I stand on Jordan's stormy banks looking across the river where my possessions lie. Your possessions don't lie across the river. Your, your possessions in heaven. We have to cross Jordan alone. Why well, ain't that some kind of... And get someone to squalling and bawling and, and hooping and, oh, I'm just so unworthy. See, that belittles the work of God. God can't answer that kind of deal. If you abide in me, if you're born again... If he'd have just left it to that, every one of us get a prayer answer. But he didn't. He said, if my, you abide in me and my words abide in you. If you don't know 
the Word of God that covers your situation, you are not praying right. You're praying and hoping. God didn't say the prayer of hope would get anything done. He said the prayer of faith. You cannot give substance to that hope without faith. What's my faith got to be in? The Word of God. My faith's in the hope. My faith will give substance to that hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, they prayed and sang praises unto God and the Holy Ghost said. That's the atmosphere the Holy Ghost moves in. Romans 8, 26, that likewise the Spirit helpeth our infirmities when you don't know how to pray. Well, I don't know how to pray. Well, bless God, that's why you need the Holy Ghost. Why? Likewise the Spirit helpeth our infirmities when we know not how to pray as we ought. You know how to pray. Hallelujah. Some things you know how to pray in your understanding. If you need $100, you know how to pray about it. Amen. Light bills do. I ain't got no money. I know how to believe God. My God meets my every need. Find the Word, covers your situation. Instead of going to auntie or uncle, daddy, how old are you? I'm 35. What are you going to do? I'm going over and see if daddy will let me have some money. You know, he's about tired of feeding you. Huh? He expects you to grow up every now and then. How many know your Father God expects you to grow up? He don't want you to stay a baby Christian. How am I going to get out of the babyhood? Get my mind renewed to think like God. His Word's got to abide in me. If it has not found a home in you, say, well, I believe every word. What do you believe in? Tell me what covers your situation. Well, I believe in the Word. That ain't nothing. I'd rather you quote Mary had a little lamb. You'll get more prayer answered. If you abide in me, the new birth and my words abide in you. Ask whatsoever you will, and it shall be. Shall is the strongest word we have in the English language. We cannot say it any stronger than that. It shall be this way and no other. It can't be, well, maybe God will, maybe won't, maybe he'll answer no. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Praise God. Praise God. Philippians 4, 6 said, Be anxious for nothing in the King James. Better translation, don't list it. Don't fret. What you fretting over? What you squalling about? What you begging about? What, what you don't know about? Don't worry about anything. Berkeley said, Entertain no worry. Why? Why not entertain any worry? Why not worry? Because we got Holy Ghost help. I'd rather have his help than I had Oral Roberts, Kenneth Hagin, Billy Graham, and all of them. Amen. I got the help of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. John 16. Turn to John 16. I'll read another scripture or two. Hallelujah. John 16, 13. How be it, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he'll guide you into all truth. He's got to talk. There's got to be signs up here. If you're going to Memphis, you better look at the signs or you'll wind up in Fort Smith. Now what did he say? How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, has come? He'll guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, what will he do? That he'll speak and he'll show you things to come. What's coming up on the earth? I don't care. I can't help it if they elect Obama. What's his name? Obama, Obama. I don't even care. Hallelujah. I don't care if they elect Hillary Clinton. 
I didn't hear nothing to me. I'm hooked up to God. It ain't going to matter who's the next president is. You put them all together, all together, and they wouldn't make a president. Worst case they've ever seen, but I ain't worrying me. I ain't fretting over. Hallelujah, I'm hooked up to God. Worst thing happened to me, I'd go to heaven. Ha, ha, ha. They had a sign down there on, on Kentucky Fried Chicken. Hillary Clinton special. Two small breasts and two fat thighs for 99 cents. And we'll throw in a left wing. Ha, ha, ha. First Corinthians 14, 2, what does it say? Amen. He that speaks in unknown tongues speaks not unto men, but unto God. How be it in the Spirit he speaking mysteries? Well, they ain't mysteries to God. Who are they mysteries to? You get to pray it in the Holy Ghost, you know what will happen? God will reveal something to you. God will speak. When's God? When we minister unto the Lord, the Holy Ghost said, what do you say? I've called you, I've anointed you, I've appointed you. Now walk in that, bless God. Separate me now where the work wherein I've called you. Amen. If you are born again, he is the vine, you are the branch. If you abide in me, any man be in Christ. He's a new kind of man. He's hooked up to God. Now, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you ain't going no further than his word of God. God cannot violate His Word. He has bound Himself by His Word. It is impossible for God to lie. Find the Scripture that promises you what you're praying about before you pray and meditate on it till the Word of God abides in you. Hallelujah. Well, you get anything out of this. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.